Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order. Let's go! This is the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment on the Pallet Fit Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Come along for the Saltwater Shenanigans. Hey, everybody, uh, welcome to the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment here on the Pal and Finn Podcast Network. I'm already jumbling words here. I'm going to do that with the with the name coming up in a second. Hey, I'm your host, Dustin Nichols, and tonight we have one of my Jackson Kayak teammates, John Destour, on board, and uh, we want to welcome him tonight. What's up, man? How's it going? What's going on, brother? How's it going? It's going good, man. Got a little water time today. Caught a few fish this morning. Yeah. Uh, you know, just getting getting wound up for tonight uh you know had some stuff going on with the family too and now i'm gonna oh, sit yeah. down with you and chat a little bit talk some talk some fishing it sounds good <laughs> well you got on some fish the other day i had to accept the pill of defeat we had about a 20 degree temperature drop and shut everything down so i spent about five hours in the kayak catching a tan oh man that's how this morning it was a bite i probably had like an hour window and then it yeah. just shut down. The, the The cloud cover went away. The bluebird sky set in. That pressure started rising yeah. fast, and that bite just shut down. I think I had a, like two more bites in that last hour I fished, and they were all there, you know, small fish. So it was just like goes from being being on, and they're just like eating, and then all of a sudden, locked y'all. It was like done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't want to have nothing to do with that. What you're throwing, no more. <laughs> right. Oh, <yeah. laughs> I know the fellow. Yeah, that was it was rough. <laughs> oh yeah, I know so. Yeah, nothing like that skunk, man. I don't like them. <laughs> that's, that's when you get the sunset pictures knocked out. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey. It can happen to anybody. I don't care what anyone says out there. All y'all listeners out there, uh, mm-hmm. that old white stripe <laughs> skunk could get you. It, it's and gonna I, catch. It's gonna catch you one of these days. It's gonna catch you one of these days. I think the best thing that can help anglers out with their pride is just accepting that too. Man. Yeah. There's so many people that just 
you know, they they can't accept defeat sometimes. I'm like, dude, it just kicked my tail. That's just all there is to it. <laughs> I had a turn. I had a tournament, the first tournament of the year for one of our local trails. Uh, you know, I was one short of a limit, and you know, it just, it eats me up when I can't get five pretty quick in the morning, and then work the upgrade. It just eats me up, hits me hard, and makes me realize what I did wrong. And and uh, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I said, you know, I, I've said it many times before that that mental game is a is a big factor on the water. You know. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, you started fishing. How? Um, what got you into fishing when you were younger? Uh, um, watching you my grandparents. Back. Yeah, as far back as I can actually remember, man. I remember my grandparents picking me and my brothers up, taking us out to the uh, what we call the old Back Bay Bridge, doing saltwater fishing, and I'll I'll never forget it, man. I remember my grandmother wheelchair bound, catching two fish at a time. My grandfather would tie a line for her. Oh, yeah. And she would sit there, and I mean, in a wheelchair would kick our tails. We out there, several of us lined up out there fishing on those bridges, and she would be catching white trout two at a time, two at a time, two at a time. And as far back as I can remember, that's, that's the, I, I've got to figure out what she's doing. I mean, it always amazes me, and you know, getting on up in age, watching these guys on the Outdoor Channel, taking a rod and reel and a line and a piece of plastic and getting – specific fish now not just any fish but targeted species to hit and i'm like i've got to figure that out man i've got it's for some reason it's just drawing me to it so i started fishing and um grew up in a family of five brothers you know it's five of us total and then my mom and my dad my dad was was working my mom stay at home mom we were all homeschooled so the days that i wanted to go fishing if it wasn't a family affair you ain't going fishing you ain't going fishing yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh that's right. So, uh, yeah, so I, I live vicariously through the magazines, man, through the TV channels, and um, finally got my own wheels under me at a, at a later age in life, and the first thing I did was I started buying my rigs, and uh, literally every day after work, my mom dad didn't even have to worry about where I was at. Mm-hmm. It was only, only one person that they knew I would be with if I wasn't fishing, and that's my wife now. Yeah. Uh, that's this just... <laughs> It's been every day for me, man, as far back as I can remember, just obsessed with fishing, just trying to figure out how these fish, how people can go out and say, I'm going trout fishing, I'm going red yeah. fishing, I'm going yep. some clown there, I'm going copy fishing. All right, how the heck, all this water out here, you know, how in the world? And then, you know, I just started, started working at it and started just educating myself and yeah. was big on YouTube for the longest. And um, like I said, I did a lot of reading, man. And it, it's just as far back as I can remember, it's just been my number one influencer. Mm-hmm. See, back in the day, when I was a kid, we didn't have YouTube to fall back on and, and, and everybody putting everything on social media. We had them, the magazines, you had to wait for them articles to come out or, yeah. or that Saturday morning that uh, you just hoped they were going to a lake that was near your house, like Roland Martin yeah. or, or, or Jimmy oh, yeah. Houston or, or Hank Parker or, or, or Lefty Cray, uh, Spanish Fly, whatever. They were all them guys were fishing. Uh, Bill Dance, uh, all of them, you know. I always enjoyed yeah. watching them. And on Saturday mornings, but you know, I was lucky. I had a lot of you know uh, little neighborhood ponds and golf courses around, and I could ride my bike to quite a few of them. So man, I had that tackle box strapped up. I had the rods. I had a couple rod and reels. I'd be gone. And yeah, then if, if no, I wasn't home for the street lights, come on, boy. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I can remember my neighbors. Every time they would be pulling the boat in, I'd be sitting there at the fence, looking like a doggone inmate, just staring out, looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, then they started inviting me out, man. And I, I can, I can remember some of my best memories. Not influenced by today's, you know, negativity as far as uh, egos or different things of that nature, but it was just innocent fishing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the foundation of it for me, and. Um, Sometimes I have to revert back to that because this is so much I've been going on today, man. I just have yeah. to remember why I'm doing it, why I fell in love with it, you know. Yep. You know, it's a job now. I have to remember why I fell in love with it at times because it, it's a lot going on today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I that's. Just, yeah, I just posted a picture yesterday, a little throwback. I had a picture of me when I was like 14 and then another picture from the other day fishing. And I had this yeah. big old, big old mullet looking camaro <laughs> camaro cut <laughs> little dirt lip and it's camaro. like man look at this junk man look at this boy and then uh and it just reminded me how how much i loved it back then too you know and how much i was like man 
I, I wish I could go and be a pro bass fisherman and this and that. And then, and then now look at all these opportunities we got this year on the kayak side of things, especially it's like, holy cow, there's some pretty high caliber tournaments coming up and I'm actually, I'm going to get to fishing some of these things. So man, it's like a dream come true to me almost, you know, it's like, I'm pushing 50 and I'm like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to get to go fish against some of these and all these guys I look up to, I ain't been in the bass game as long as some of these other guys were like, man, I'm about to go fish against some hammers. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that know? was my first experience at ICAST. We weren't doing a tournament, but I remember growing up off the outdoor channel, watching all these guys off the outdoor channel. And I remember my end, my first invite to ICAST, kind of figure out what ICAST was oh, and, yeah. uh, do my research, figure out what it was, got the invitation, showed up, and I was literally inside the arena with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody I grew up watching, um, save Jose Heavy, and uh, he had just, mm-hmm. yeah. he had just passed. You know, but um, but yeah, I remember walking through, and I was just starstruck. My jaw, I had rub burns from my jaw just being uh-huh. on the floor, not from all the tackle. I don't know if you've ever been at ICAST before, but. Yes. <laughs> just literally all of the tackle from wall to wall for as far as you could see, but all the influencers. Yeah. Everybody that had a pivotal, you know, that you can remember two years ago, yeah. four years ago, dude, 15 years ago. Yeah. You know, I remember reading about this guy and he's walking right next to me. I'll never forget mm-hmm. it. It was, I can't remember how far back it was, but it was Gerald Swindle. Mm-hmm. And I'll never make this mistake again. I'll never forget it. I remember walking through a particular area at ICAST and I saw G-Man come walking up. And I'm crazy about G-Man. G-Man and his his G-Man, I can't remember what they call it, but he he says some of the craziest Uh stuff. It would be crazy to be able to meet G-Man. I scared that dude off. I was so doggone starstruck. He (laughs) saw my face and I see he saw my face when I saw him. I was like, oh my God, it's G-Man. And he looked at me and he was kind of like, Okay, this is one of these guys. I'm turn around and go the other way. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. yeah, and I was like, all right, man, they're humans just like I am, and I got to take it down a notch. Take it down, yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah, that that was pretty exciting because you know we're we're walking through the this last year we were over there and we're my family's with me too. Um, we kind of made a joint deal. They got we got to go Universal. My sister drove down from Georgia and we hung out and we're walking yeah. through the lobby going to eat breakfast and then. My daughter was like, like tugging. She, that's that, that's Jacob Wheeler. And my daughter knew this from watching YouTube with me. That's J Dubs. That's J Dubs. <laughs> and she was like, what? I was like, dang. And he was on his phone. I was like, man, that's one I would really wish I could have got a chance to talk to. But man, I got a, I got a chance to talk to a bunch of people. And I don't know if you saw, but you know, we have that thing here called the Lone Star Throwdown, where they have all the trails come together. We have a big tournament at the end of the year. Um, yeah. Uh, in Texas, all the regions have their own little group, and we all meet up. Dave Newman, he's on Jackson with us, too. He he had yeah. all of them guys. He had G-Man get on there and tell him, oh, East Texas going to win the throwdown. He had videos of, like, him and Ike and Nelly and, like, all of them. So I met Ike and Nelly. I met, what, Brandon Polinick, uh, mm-hmm. B. Lat- Latimer. Latimer was a big influence to me with uh, with punching last year because I, yeah. um, I won a tournament, like, it – I saw matted hydrilla and sporadic hydrilla everywhere, and I said, "I'm gonna do what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start punching." And that's what I did. I put a three-quarter ounce weight, pegged it, creature bait, started punching. I upgraded three fish in the last two hours, and I won that tournament. Just to, and that's why I told Brian I, I I wanted to him to let him know, hey man, you're a big influence to me. You got my my first win of the year. You know, I was like, man, I was stoked. And he's like, dude, he's like real genuine too. So Mark D- MDJ too, Mark Downs Jr. was the same way. And then you had a. Um, Man, everywhere you looked, there was somebody. I mean, everywhere yeah. you looked, there was somebody there. I remember meeting D-Lat. I think it was my second year at ICAST. I walked by the Bill Lewis with some couple with a couple of buddies of mine that were walking around the show. And uh, they walked me by the Bill Lewis booth. And um, D-Lat looks at me. I looked at him. I didn't know who the heck he was. I mean, I've seen him, but I, you know, I didn't know how big he was in fishing. Yeah. He gets up. He comes over. He shakes my hand. Uh, same deal with Brandon Paul. And I think it was the fact that that I didn't know who they were because I remember I was standing at the Buck Knives booth and um, I walked up with a buddy of mine and we were looking at some of the new knives that they were coming out with and uh, Polinick standing right there and buddy walks up and said, hey, Brandon, how's it going? He's got his jersey on and I'm sitting here trying to figure out who he was. <laughs> and, uh, 
and he introduces me. He's like, John, um, prodigy, you know, and this is, this is, uh, so he introduces and he kind of just looked at me and I was like, what, what's up? <laughs> 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 he said, Do you know who this is? I said, nope. <laughs> he said, this is Brandon Pollock. And he said, dude, how is it going? He just wanted to sit there and just talk and talk and talk. Yeah. So we sat there for about right at an hour at the Buck Knives booth. And I was just like, so when I left him, we shared, we swapped Instagram um, uh, names. I sent him mine and I pulled him up. When I looked at him, <laughs> I was kind of like, yeah, he is somebody. He is somebody. <laughs> Big old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, old boy came on strong the past few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. He get the boys on the salt water every now and then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I noticed who was that? Um Felat. Um oh, I can't Z Man. Z Man does a lot with uh, salt water. I see that they're pushing out there a lot. See what our brains are they gonna do some Yeah. Yeah. I see him I see him trying to transition a little bit. Yeah, yeah. stay fresh water, leave my salt water alone. Leave salt. Hey, but what what uh <laughs> Speaking of transitioning from from fresh and salt or back and forth, uh, vice versa, uh, would you got any tips or tactics uh, that can help help somebody, some of the one, new anchors out there uh, transitioning um, back and forth? You know, uh, it was so much easier to talk about salt water because there's just so much going on with fresh water. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know, man. It, it, I guess year round. If you're if you're trout fishing, if you're red fishing, um, if you haven't made the investment, get you something, get you some optics, not optics, but I mean, get you something where you can check out your structure. Because I'm a structure fisherman. Yes. I am a structure fisherman. If I can't see rocks, if I can't find my ledges, if I can't find old busted up piers, you know, if, if I'm just looking at water, get you some get you something where you can you can do you some side side views, some side scan. Yes. And find structure yes. and fish it. And then uh, slow down in salt water. I'm a power fisherman. Um, yeah. I'm about water. 65. Yeah. Power fishing in fresh water. But when it gets to salt water for me, unless it's hot summer and I'm and I'm sight fishing, mm-hmm. I have to slow down and I basically go from bait casters to strictly spinning combo. I, yeah. I put down the abu gear and I pick up the pin gear. And I'll, I'll slow down and I pick up spinning gear specifically to make myself slow down. So when I find my structure, you know, I look for them. I see if they're on the bottom. I see if they're subsurface. I see if mm-hmm. they're on the surface. And that's that's generally what, what you know, how I'm able to make that transition. Um, make sure that you pay attention to where the fish are, what that typical forage is where based off that area. Yes. And try to mimic it as best as possible. I know you probably that's 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 probably the most generic or most basic, but right. that's that's how for me. Yeah, definitely. I know one thing common pretty much everywhere is uh, even if it's wind driven or tidal influences yeah. is current and current breaks and and eddies yeah. and uh, tidal movement does play a factor pretty much everywhere I fished in coastal yeah. inshore estuaries. Um, even if it's wind driven, it does help. You know. Yeah. Um, that's figured out with flounder this year flounder have always eluded me i've been lucky i'm not even gonna lie to you putting my pride aside 95 percent of the time i caught flounder from last year back has all been straight up pure luck i've always been amazed by flounder and trying to figure them out well, i finally i finally got on a pattern and I, when i got to it I, I swore to myself i wouldn't i wouldn't could care less about fresh water until i figure these flounder out and just like you said, um, I had to find a drop off. I had to find current. If the current wasn't moving. They weren't fighting. Nope. And I had to let the current do all the movement for me as far as the bait goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, of all things, I started catching my flounder on. I don't know if you saw it or not this past year. But of all things I was catching my flounder on, it was on coffee tube. Of huh. all things. I wow. hear people talking That's about curly tail grubs. I hear people talking about using fresh um, fresh bait. The old man that, that tried teaching me years ago, he oh, was yeah. using these big inhale and big mud minnows. And um and he would do that 10 second countdown. You know, he would he would open, I would watch him. I'm sitting there doing mimicking everything he's doing, fishing live bait. I couldn't figure him out. And I finally got on the pattern where I was catching reds and I kept getting this weird bite and I couldn't figure mm-hmm. out what it was. Spongy. I pulled a couple Spongy. of flatties in. Yeah. Pull a couple of flatties in, man, and I stayed on those fish for about 
four months straight. That's all I cared about was flounder, flounder, flounder. And um, I figured out a pattern on them, so I'm waiting on that time to roll back around again to duplicate it. And I know they're offshore, and I know they're deep right now, and it's just I'm waiting on them to come back in. I don't want to go yeah, too far. Yeah, I'm waiting to come back in, too. I, I like yeah. when they start. You know, we get that big push in November, December. They drop our limit to two yeah. fish. We only keep two, um, and that's yeah. when they're running and going offshore. So yeah. um, they're just so easy to catch then. But most of the time, you're yeah. – you know, you're finding depressions in marsh drains, little small, small ditch-like creeks that are coming out yep. at low tide. They'll be sitting right yep. outside that, waiting on them bait fish to get flushed out. This will be sitting down in a depression out there, and then you'll just, like, let that current just just ease that bait out. I don't even twitch it. I just let it come out with the current and just yep. keep just a little bit of tension on my line and let it bounce off the bottom, bank, and you'll feel it stop. Yep. And then also you'll, feel it, you'll feel it moving just a little bit, and you keep tension on it, and you'll feel them, then you'll feel them smack it again and it set the hook yep that's mm-hmm. the turning that bait around in their mouth <laughs> yep. they, they oh, get yeah. head on turn it around yep yeah i had because mm-hmm. I, I i know i was on them but i was always too i wasn't patient enough for it that's was another reason why i started fishing spinning combos because it just for some reason i pick up a spinning rod it makes me slow down yeah i can't i can't produce power fishing techniques with spinning combos so yeah but now that would be me, man. I'd find those little entries, find current coming in, and I'd just let the current do the work. But I found these on a flat and um, typical area down here in South Mississippi. A lot of people know about it. And uh, it's the funniest thing that I got it on video so many times. I'll be hooked up with the flat, with the flat coming in, and they'll be boats coming through, and they'll come off plane, and they'll sit there and watch me. And I've got a fish on it. I've got my rod set down in the water. I'm just, yeah. just looking at it. <laughs> yeah, going by. Going by. <laughs> Hey, we got, that's how it is here in some of our, our rivers, our, our coastal rivers are like, you'd be on a stretch of bank, it'll be 50 yards and that's where them fish will be at. And then a hundred yards down the bank, them guys ain't, catch, they're not catching anything. And then you got a guy riding by you and then you're like setting the hook and you're like, they slow down. You're like, put it down in the water, reel them in real slow. Oh yeah. I'm just hung up. I'm hung up on the stump. You know, <laughs> I could literally, I could literally underhand a bait to him. A weightless bait. I can underhand him a bait. That's how close he pulled up on me. He sat there and watched me pulling a couple of fish. He's within 20 yards of me, and um, casting in the same exact spot. I don't get into it with people on the water. If you mess up my spot, you mess up my spot. I just pick up and go. Plus, yeah. I'm gonna tie it here, and you got a 250 behind you. So right. Like yeah. So he pulls up. He's literally about 100 casting. I picked up three fish since he's been there. And he just looks at me, finally says, what are you using? I told him, I said, I got a soda can over here. I'm dipping my baits in a Coca-Cola, and then I'm throwing it out. So he's over <laughs> here looking at his pool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He couldn't find you know, it. You know said, you like that Coca-Cola, huh? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't giving him anything. Man, ah, yeah, that's the ones you don't share nothing with. They come up on you like that. No. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the day. You can tell people where fish you're at. You can show them, but they still have to catch them. They still got to have the right presentation, the right cadence on that lure retrieve, find the fish, present that bait the right way to catch them, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, we were were chatting before we started recording, and, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, this time of year for me is is when I like to to target, you know, try to find those bigger speckled trout, and it seems like we're kind of – Fish in the kind of same areas, you know, with yeah. deeper drop-offs and and uh, ledges and, and, and some channels and everything. So, how, how's that doing this year, y'all? With these cooler temperatures, the fish are holding in some deeper water with structure. Yeah, they've been holding on on structure. I've been fishing about ten foot of water, and I've got these big rocks that hold up about four feet, five feet in the surface, and they'll be sitting right behind them. You know, they're ambush predators. Yes. The problem is, you're gonna go through some tackle, man. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> you can be anchored up and then about every four or five casts you're having to go out and pick up your wheel because you got these big rocks that will come up and these big trout will literally sit between these rocks and just lift yeah. push over those everything so they've been doing really well um i've just been my last two trips i did pretty well my last trip i picked up i think my biggest one was 23 but um i was trying to trying to you know, eventually that'll get topped off. I got a few more months of cold, cold temp, but but um, my that last one, man, it just rocked my world. I pulled up. I had about I, I had the wrong wheels on my cart. Had to drag that sucker through the sand. 
Oh, the tide yeah. pushed. I had to, so I had to drag the kayak through about sixty yards and just two, three inches of water. Which, which kayak did you have? The Mayfly or Kusa FD? I actually had the FD. I had yeah. the FD because I had to put about three or four miles in, and I had wind, so I had the FD pushing it, and uh, it was it was work just getting to the water. So by the time yeah. I got to the water, I'm like, these fish better bite in the next hour. So I'm turning around, I'm going to the house. To the house, yeah. That's how it is. Uh, that, that big rig FD, man. If I don't have them sand tires, I keep them on them the sand tracks on that sea tug. And if yeah. I got a long ramp, it's like okay, I might back up with the truck or yeah. whatever. But I've been I've been in the Kilroy HD ever since I brought that one yeah. back from far. Man, that is a sweet boat. I can't figure out which one I like better, either the Mayflower or the Liska. The FD, don't get me wrong, it, it's it's a, it's definitely a workhorse, man. She's a tank. She's very sturdy. Mm -hmm. But as far as my personal preference, I can't figure out which one. I like the big brother or the little brother, man, the Liska or the Mayflower. I have a Liska, too, but I I find myself, if it's not pouring down rain, I'm in that Kilroy HD. It paddles yeah. circles around that Liska. Really? Yes. I, to yes. I do. I did nine nine miles on in a Redfish tournament in that thing, like no problem. Yeah. And there was wind that day too. That thing's a paddling beast, man. And, and you got plenty of room tackle. You you got that yeah. enclosed area to measure your fish, and they ain't flopping out off the side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm dude, I'm in. I'm like in all of that kayak. I, I, the original Kilroy was really cool. Is you know you have added weight with this one, but it's but the way it paddles, the the flow of it, man, is just awesome. I'm I'm, I'm really digging on that one. Yeah. So yeah, but man, wintertime trout. That's yeah, that's one of my favorite things. I mean, I love topwater. I love the springtime topwater bite. But right now, you know, the wintertime fish, a little deeper water. You might have to go to a quarter ounce jig head sometimes, and that little swim bait, little paddle tail, little gambler yeah. flapping shad or cadent, little you know shad oh, invitation. Um, yeah corky fat boys you know we we got a we're lucky around here we get some companies to get some custom colors made so them fish don't see them yeah. or you get somebody to paint them for you dip them make them yeah. your own customize them bend them up and man that thump that thump on them things is fun i've seen a couple of companies that are good that uh that are doing their own versions of corkies and fat boys um i can't remember the name of them but they look darn near similar I hadn't fished them, but I've, I've seen a couple of different, I won't say knockoffs, but I've seen a couple of them that, that, that look just like them. But I, I, need, I, I, need, I, I need to send you some of the ones over here that my buddy gets made at the you know, for Waterloo, who, who has his custom ones done. And uh, huh. they, they got some pretty cool colors that is, is just not normal. You know, they're okay. not the normal, uh, you know, you got some solid ones, you got some floaters, he's got some. Uh, I mean, there's some crazy colors. Toxic Tide, there's one called Pistachio, there's one called Pearl Harbor. There's like a, a gold one with bone and chartreuse on the on the little gill area. Yeah. They look good. There's one called Texas Turnip. It's like a light pink with a purple back with a, with chartreuse underneath it, man. Yeah. That one, I got one of them. It's just like all just serrated, just ripped up. So many fish I caught on that one, man. And then there's another guy, Coastal Marsh. Yeah. That, that paints some really cool looking ones like toucan it's like lot it's like pink and lime green and he's got like yeah. a purple one with spots and uh high cotton is another color it's like pink with black it's got little dots on it look like a little speckled trout that one looks yeah. real good he they got some stuff man i'm gonna have to send you some of them uh and they yeah. do the colors on the the, the soft dyeing xl too the little twitch bait yeah. they make the xl version of the soft dyeing and they man i've caught a lot of fish on that this year just Twitching it back with them, them uh, the wind breaks off the reefs, you know, the little drop-offs and little uh, ambush points. Like you said, you know, trout, they're opportunistic feeders, and they're going to sit and wait. And if the chance comes by, if they're just sitting there in that eddy, out of that current, just sitting there, and something floats by them, they're going to, bam, they're going to pop it, dude. You know, they're going to they get it. I had a I had a fairly expensive combo in my hand and I'm sitting here fishing I hadn't had a bite in about three hours and all of a sudden that big 23 inch just come up and just inhaled it and snatched the rod out of my hand I, if I had my GoPro man I promise you I've I juggled with that rod for about flipping my kayak trying to catch that rod you're sitting here you're just oh, making your man. chain into the tree and then boom 
and I'm over here. For- <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've had but, I've had uh, one ripped out of my hand, period, and it's gone. And all you see is is a bubble trail behind it. It's gone. And I was in like heck. 17 foot of water. I wasn't finding that rod. That's there it goes down the drain. You know, yeah, just gone. It. I try my best. I've I've actually had rods snatched out of the kayak before that weren't weren't tethered off. And I uh, knew that I had about, you know, 20 or 30 yards line out. So I'm like, all right, mark here, mark here, get over here and just start dragging. See if I can catch yeah. that line up. Uh-huh. I'm actually good at bringing them back up. But yeah, I've lost some gear too. <laughs> yeah, it, right. it, it hurts you. It hurts your feelings yeah. when it happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's one time. One time I had it. And then it was just like, man, I, said, I don't know what it was, a big jack or something it was, i mean that rod like shot it was like a rocket and it was just like bubble trail it's like and it was going it's like i'm not yeah. finding that one i cast and cast and cast and nope that gone it was gone it was one of them little special blanks too that had had mm-hmm. you know one of my good little short it had a little stubby handle on it so i'm getting your way on the kayak and it was a six nine and <laughs> you know light little fast tip and like had some back Man, that's one of my favorite rods too, and it's gone. Bye bye. So, you know, <laughs> as far as um, swapping over from freshwater yeah. to saltwater, you know, I, I I have separate rods. I have totally different rods for bass fishing, and, and you know, that's what I was wanting to touch on. I want you to get your your input on this too. Is that you know, you don't just go out with a flipping stick and and, and go start throwing. Um, you know, corkies or something like that. You got to have a little, you know, a little fast tip on them. You get that little twitch action, you know, same thing with top water. So, you know, yeah. you, you have the same thing yourself. You know, you, you have a separate arsenal for your saltwater adventures. <laughs> yeah. If, um, when I transition from fresh to salt, um, I have specific reels I'll use. I have specific rods I'll use. If I'm fishing, if I'm fishing anything from an eighth ounce, or shallow, smaller. You know, I've got a medium. I, I like a light action rod. I'm, I'm fishing a medium light rod with a little bit of a backbone on it, past it, like I said. And um, if I'm fishing those twitch baits or suspended or top waters, it's got to have a fast tip, but it's also got to have some backbone. On it yeah. Because we've got big reds that have come through and just some oh, yeah. They'll tear it up, and then you got the jacks that have come through as well. Yeah. Same um, here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you remember or not. It was about three or four years ago. Um, I posted a Facebook Live video. It did pretty well. But I was in the bayou and I caught, I can't even remember how much she weighed. I didn't have scales on me, but that sucker was the biggest black drum I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> life. That sucker had me worn out. But I caught it on an 8 ounce jig, 12, 12 pound test, and a uh, medium light rod. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer, man. If I can go white, I go white. Yeah. Um, I like I like I like the challenge. You know, if I'm not fishing a tournament, if I'm not, there's no money on the line, <clears throat> if I'm out just you know enjoying the sport, I go white, and uh, I enjoy the fight a lot more. And uh, I don't know why. It's just, I'm just drawn to that lighter action. Yeah. Lighter fucking possibly go. I'll go. I've even I even when I went to New York for the first time traveling. The guys told me, they said, you're going to need eight, six, you know, you're going to need some really, really, really thin diameter line. And I'm thinking, I've never in my life tied on eight pound four. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you want that to be my main spool. And uh, believe it or not, man, it, it's actually completely changed the way that I fish. Just for that yeah. one trip to New York, completely changed the way that I fish. I'm catching lake trout, walleye, smallmouth on eight and six pound tests and i'm thinking all right these fish are pulling they're pulling hard i don't know why i can't do this with redfish and trout back home yeah yeah yeah, i go light as light as i can i go light as i can but i definitely like my braid for sensitivity especially when you're fishing a little deeper water um you know i I do tie you know a good 24 30 inch piece of fluorocarbon with the fg knot so it goes through the guides a lot easier you can get cast and everything um And I use a loop knot a, a lot, especially on the corkies yep. or your twitch baits. You got to have a loop knot to get that action yeah, of that. I mean, there, there's yeah. really no wrong way to work a corky or a twitch bait. You can do whatever <laughs> you want. Just pause yeah, it. Just You just let it sink and just reel every now and then. Or you can 
twitch it yeah. twice. You can twitch it five times and stop, or you can just twitch it like you're working a top water. You count it down a couple seconds and just twitch it mid-column, you know. And no, there's no wrong way. <laughs> I put I put Cigar Smackdown on them, whether it's 15-pound, 20-pound, all of my spending combos, everything has braid on it. Yeah. Very rarely, very rarely will I ever put just straight four carb in a model on a, on a spinning combo, but but I have braid, and just like you said, um, depending on if I'm patient enough for an FG night, I might go to a uni to uni. Yeah, sometimes um, on the water I do one of them or yeah. an Al- Alberto knot or whatever, right. surgeon knot or one of them quick ones where you pull it through. Yeah, and, yeah. It makes it up happen. It's a little sloppy, but you still are, you're still in the action. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll, but, yeah. I'll, if I'm at the house pre-rigging, I'm I'm gonna do a really good <laughs> FG knot with probably like twenty wraps and get it all mm-hmm. perfect, and then if it breaks off on the water, I ain't retying that. Retying that. <laughs> Unless the fish is already slow and you're in a transitional stage, but no, if I'm on the water, it's going to be a unity unity. You take multiple rods um, when you're out with, with different baits, or you retie. No, I, I can't stand retying. I, I bring if I'm freshwater fishing, I'll have up to eight rods with yeah. me. If I'm saltwater fishing, I have no less than four. Four. But yeah. uh, man, I've heard everything from Star Trek Enterprise. I've heard all kind of. I, I hear it too because I'll have a twitch yeah. bait, I'll have a soft plastic, I'll have a bigger profile swim bait, and I'll have a top water, and then I'll have yep. a, a spinning reel with a popping cork and a gulp. If the yep. redfish to get stupid sometimes and you got to call yep. them in, so that's five yep. normally. <laughs> yeah. I, I typically, I typically, I keep my numbers even. I don't know why. If I have three on this side, I've got to have three on the other yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And every now and then I'll have them spoons too. We got a company here that okay. that makes a acrylic resin poured spoon, and it's got rattle chamber in it. It's called no. Nacho Daddy. Oh, oh, for the flats, them things are money, dude. Nacho Daddy spoons, yeah, them things are good. And they, you know, it's not like a metal spoon where it just sinks so fast. These right here, you twitch them and they and they flutter. And you twitch okay. and, they, and they they like flutter down. Man, they got a good action to them. Them them reds like to eat them. So. I'll have that. Sometimes I'll have a spinning rod with that sitting down on my deck, you know, on my seat out in front of me, and I'll be working the top water and sell to be short striking. I'll drop that rod. I'll pick that spoon up and fire it in there and catch them yeah. and back up, you know. Same thing when you're frog fishing with a Senko, the same concept yeah. with a redfish. And, hey, this this past this past year, uh, late summer, early fall, I was busting redfish with the frogs in the backwater. Yeah. They was tearing I, it up. I found it. I love I love transition freshwater baits to saltwater fish mm. techniques. And um, I was busting reds on, believe it or not, the uh, square bills. Striking yes. square bills. Yep. They'll destroy the hooks, but yeah. it's fun catch. You got to upgrade, get some uh, uh, yeah, Gamakatsu or VMC 4X. Yeah, get yeah. the bigger ones. Yeah, I like yeah, to change my, uh, you know, the, the wake baits. You know this guy Salty Plugger, who who he paints a bunch of custom topwaters for me and does real good looking stuff, and yeah. uh, he he does some really good looking square bills and really good looking wake baits. Yeah, and, and you know it's just a matter of getting the right hooks on them things. I like anything. If I buy like you know the Super Spook Junior or the One Knocker Spooks, I I take them factory hooks off and I change them right away. I've lost Damn. too many fish early earlier. If that's a good tip for new new people too, if you if you got Damn. the time. You got the time. You got to spend a little extra money. Change them sock hooks out. <laughs> Man, I don't know what, if it's just me or not, but when the wife goes to bed, boys are down asleep. You know, the morning before I go out, I take a couple of hours of just quiet time. And whether mm-hmm. I get an hour of sleep, I'd rather sit there and pay attention to my gear because that's the difference between me putting fish in the box or, you know, making a show happen. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm all about that. Change the hooks out. Retire your leaders. Make oh, sure yeah. Everything. Good and working right, yeah. I take really, take care of your reels. You know, we we we're in a kayak. We're that much closer to the water. You know, we're getting a lot yeah. more uh, water, salt water splash, a more corrosive environment. So you know, yeah. just lightly mist your reels off. You know, take care of them. You know, you're supposed you should. Oh, yeah. if you got a brake system. You should really take a Q Q tip out, like put some um, of that uh that cleanse oil or lube on that little mm-hmm. uh, surface in there, that little brass surface it rubs on. Um, yeah, you know, take care of your bearings, clean them. You know, it, a, it, it's part of the deal. You take care of your gear. <laughs> I gave a buddy of mine a fairly expensive combo for his birthday, and uh, 
all he had was negative, negative, negative to say about this combo. I said, man, I've been using that combo for years, man. Um, that that you know, same model, same everything. Mm-hmm. Never had an issue with it. And I, I roll up on him one day. He's fishing. He's got his stuff in the back of the truck, and I see the corrosion and everything. I said, man, when's the last time you washed this? When's the last time you did anything to it? Mm-hmm. So I, I, don't, I don't, I don't take care of him. I said, there you go, right there. <laughs> There you go. There's the there's there's the problem right there. There's the problem right there. Well, you know, yeah, you you just touched on, you know, getting some quiet time, you know, when you got the the boys down, you got the family. So um I know I find it I struggle sometimes. So uh what how's it for you juggling your family and the fishing? How's that for you? I've had to figure out what I want to sacrifice more. Sometimes I miss out on some some pretty pivotal points in both aspects of life, the fishing side and my boy's life. Um, but it's, it is a juggle. It is a juggle. I remember the first 11-day trip I had to take. This is before my second boy, Nathan, was born. My oldest boy, he's he'll be five in March. That boy called me into a few, six hours into a 23-hour drive. And uh, it's my first night being away from him. That boy called me up, said, Daddy, you coming home? <laughs> I said, I called my wife. She got on the phone. I said, don't let me talk to him anymore this whole trip. <laughs> I said, I can't, keep, I can't, my eyes, I couldn't even keep my eyes straight, man. I was oh, I know. Me falling. But no, I missed a lot of time traveling. Um, you know, I got a flight here, got to drive there, get show here, um, tournament here. It's just like anybody else that spends time on the road. You're going to miss a lot. You got to factor out what's really important, what's going to benefit you, the business. Yeah. And um, it may be fun. It may be an awesome opportunity, but you got to figure out which one's more important. And I've, I've, I've had to figure that out over the past couple of years with my sons, my wife. Like this year, I'm going to miss my wife's birthday and anniversary, our, our, our eight-year anniversary. I'm going to miss that. But she and I, we're to the point now where we understand. She's, like, she's started her own business. I've got my business going. Those are dates. We'll make them up. You know, yeah. when I get back on the flip side, we'll we'll definitely make it up. But but yeah, that's that's something I've had to put out. If it's you know, say for instance, my son's birthday is March fifth. All right, son, Daddy's not gonna be home till March seventh. Mm. That whole next week, it's it's all your it's weekend. All you. Yeah. Yeah. So that he he understands when when Daddy he sees Daddy packing bags, he knows Daddy's gonna be gone for a while. Yeah. My youngest, well, he's only two, so he doesn't really get it. Uh, he follows his brother's lead, but yeah, it, it is a juggle, man, and it was yeah. hard. Don't get me wrong; it's definitely hard leaving him at the house. But but um, once you have that goal in that goal in mind, and you have a support system, yeah, it's what say it's good, it's good to have a good support system behind you too, because that that just that 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 takes you that 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 worry and that you know yeah. anxieties and stuff can set in sometimes. You know, especially if you're going to fish a tournament situation or something like that you know you got to be on that mental game you know so it's good to have have support yeah it's my it's my daughter's birthday this weekend so you know i I say i'm i'm on night shifts but you know her birthdays at like one afternoon so i'll be waking up and we'll go have a party and get her stuff done and it's like you know because i know next tuesday when i wake up i'm getting on the road i'll be gone for you know five days you know so it's like you know you got to spend that time when you can you know take her Take her lunch. Take her lunch. I took her lunch to school yesterday. You know, uh, you know, you gotta make up. You gotta make up. You know, when you are around too, because you know there's, there is gonna be times. You know, being as passionate about the fishing as as I am and you are. You know, you 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 know you do sometimes you do miss out on some stuff. You know, and it's not the fact that I I want to miss out on it. You know. It. It, it, it does hit me you know it does yeah. it, it's a juggle oh, yeah. just like you said it, it it can catch you off guard sometimes you're like man i really need to be home for this and it you know it catches you sometimes you know it's like it's like a check boom it checks you <laughs> i remember that that um that trip to north carolina i don't know if you saw that that trip that's probably my most memorable yes yeah that's what i was going to touch on you know what, what yeah. what's, what's your most memorable um, time on the water, you know, uh, in in a kayak. You know, I know you had that big trip to North Carolina with. Yeah. It was with the Outdoor Life Network, right? So I was an ambassador. Yeah, I was an ambassador for the outdoor group, doing some work for different sponsors. Uh, we had Seaguard, Jackson, Wiley X, Mammoth Coolers, um, 
Kuda, Kuda Tunes. We had all this is a big, big deal. I talked to the captain of the uh of the boat, you know, the, that was taking us out, mothership me. I said, listen, man, I can get a film crew involved. Brought a film crew up, we made it all happen, and I'm out there uh, 55 miles off the North Carolina coast. <laughs> God knows what's swimming up under me. He's telling me about these big tiger sharks in the area. I'm puckered up the whole time. I'm in the water, but I'm thinking, you know, I'm reminding myself I'm out here for a reason. I'm in my element. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that King Mackerel or not, but yeah. that whole oh, time, yeah. Even though I'm mic'd up, <clears throat> I've got cameras on me, I've got my GoPro on me, I'm mic'd up. I'm talking to God the whole time. I'm thinking about my babies the whole time. I'm thinking about my wife. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm out here in the kayak. I'm doing this right now, but this is for all of us. You know, this is yeah. for a better life for all of us. And I'm thinking yes. about right now, I'm looking at my desktop with my, with my two boys. I'll show this one to you. I'm looking at my desktop with my two oh, boys. Oh, yeah. So, Little handsome fellas right there, man. Thank you. They must think after their mama. I don't know where they get it. Uh, where they get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, man. Come on. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, that that most memorable, and it, it's I cherish it because that was my most memorable fishing moment. But that's even though I was hours, hours, hours away from my family, I felt like you know, doing this for them putting in the time, the work, knowing that I have their support. My sons don't even know where I'm at, but they're excited to see me go out and do something that I love doing. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. probably memorable there, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, how about that? Uh, speaking of being way offshore, is old Adam Fisk, one of our teammates with another Martin yesterday, uh, down, <laughs> down at Los Buzos. We need, to, we need to get one of them trips together with, with – yeah, we you know, do. I was talking a, about a bigger, a, a bigger group, you know, some Jackson and yeah. some, some other fellas. We all get together. I mentioned it to Ivy a couple of times. I need to get down there and make that trip happen. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that, the hat's off to him, man. I've, I've been hooked up for, for some sleigh rides, nothing like that, and I'm looking forward to it. As long oh, as yeah. I'm still going to have air in my lungs, I'm going to do that. I'm going to pull that off. But, man, uh, I know I... Yeah, that's crazy. They got some good stuff going on down there. Uh, they, they they got it down. They got a routine. They got man, it's just such a great fishery they have down there too. So it's like man, you can pretty much go down there and, and slay them. You know, all them breaking I, records I, left I, and right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kubera. Yeah. Uh, rooster. Um, the big rooster yeah. fish. The broomtail grouper. Uh, the big uh, corvinas. Uh, man, you name it, they've been slaughtering them, man. They, they've been, you know, and you well, eat good I, when you're yeah. down there too. I told them, hey, man, I I trade some, I trade some time in the kitchen for some for a discount. I'll, I'll teach them. I know y'all got a good chef down there, but I, I can teach her some new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> trade it, I'll trade it out. A Wahoo Blackfin trip that we're trying to plan oh. out now. The same group that we did that that King Macro trip with. I've got a Wahoo and Blackfin trip. That oh, we're, man, we're, awesome. we're putting some putting some deals on now, so that'll be my next offshore experience. That's this year coming up, coming up twenty twenty. Yeah. Any any tournaments or anything, or you just got mainly just promotional trips going on this mainly, year? Mainly, I had four tournament trails I was actually going to follow, but I, I I wanted to back up punt and um and change direction, so I'm mainly going to be production this year. I'll fish some tournaments, but but you won't see me in contention for angler of the year or anything like that. But um, I'll enjoy a few of them just to be able to fish them, get out, and, and um, when I have some free time between. between yeah, them. I like the the little uh, the KBF monthly redfish challenges and all that stuff. Yeah. I wish the championship would have been so late in the year because I would have went and fished that. That's close to yeah. some stuff from that I knew from back in the day in Florida. Um, and then uh, yeah. IFA is fun because it, it it breaks it up because it's one redfish, one trout, and then they mm -hmm. got a they got a, their Texas schedule has. My home water is on the on the schedule this year for Port Lavaca, Texas. That's that's the first event of the year. It's to be determined yeah. on the date, but that's my home water. That's where I fished this morning. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm like stoked about that. I'm really stoked yeah. about that so, area. So yeah. um I'm just I'm looking forward home. to this year. This is a big year, man. It's a big year coming up. Oh yeah. Yeah. You keep it all for the right reasons, man. You don't yeah. you don't let the distractions from, from everybody else's you know, downfalls affect you and uh, yeah. the big picture and foresight and keep God first in it, man. Yes, sir. It happened. 
Oh, yeah. I'm good with, like, just writing articles and putting out, you know, some good content every now and then. I don't even have to fish tournaments. I mean, I, <laughs> uh, I've just always been competitive in nature, though, you know, so it's it, – and then the people you meet, you meet a lot of cool people. The the camaraderie is one of the a big draw, you know, in, in, in the tournament scene on the kayak side. You see a lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of tips given away, a lot of people talking after the tournament. You don't see that in the boat world. You don't see that on the boat side um, like that. So, man, uh, getting to wrapping up here, man. We've uh, been rolling right along. Just, uh, you know, into this uh, segment here. We want to give you a chance to uh, shout out. Uh, to anybody, uh, give thanks, sponsors, family, anything like yeah. that. It's, it's stage is yours, brother. Yeah, first and foremost, I, of course, thank God for every opportunity. Thanks for, um, thank my wife for her support. You know, my kids are backing me. Um, the outdoor channel, the out, uh, sportsman group, they've been a major part in uh, success for me the past year and a half. Um, Porsche Jackson Kayak has been backing me for years now. Um, you know, check out my socials. Uh, you'll see the companies that I rep, man. Everybody that I've been with has been more than supportive, more than helpful. PowerPole has been, believe it or not, amazing. PowerPole has been an amazing company to work with. Um, you know, my, my four-year-old just came in here a minute ago. They, you know, they understand when daddy's working, daddy's working, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the support from sponsors, from family, uh, friends in the industry. Shout out to everybody, not one specific group or person, man, but everybody that I'm affiliated with, associated with, if you're watching this, I appreciate all the support from the years. I'm looking forward to the continued years and the continued growth of our sport. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you. Thanks for, thanks for joining me tonight. Thanks for everybody. If you tune in, listen, uh, give us a like, give us a tap, you know, give us a review, help us out, uh, be heard through all these podcast platforms we're available on. Um, and thanks for tuning in tonight. See y'all next time. Go check out the website, guys. Pat over letter and fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, or want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catch board. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the recycled plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic bags, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures mouth slows down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. 